Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 2, Episode 48, where we watch The Mole, Season 1, Episode 2. And I'm Chris Lorenz. Robert Kitts. Tinker Taylor Soldier Max, a.k.a. Young Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> this is James. I'm Harrison Hoffman. And uh, that that's a show. This is one of my all-time favorite reality shows. This it's, is leading with that. It's so good. All right. Uh, so let's catch everyone up. Harrison, you got the description for us? The hit reality series features loads of mystery, adventure, and fun. Ten players are involved working as a team to complete a series of difficult physical and psychological tests. Each test is worth a set amount of money, and the more tests the team completes, the more money the winner takes home. One of the players, however, is a mole or saboteur, whose goal it is to foil the efforts of the other 13 players without revealing his or her identity. At the end of each episode, the group is given a quiz on the mole's identity. The player who knows the least information about the mole is then sent immediately home. In the final dramatic episode, the mole is revealed, and the one remaining player wins the jackpot up to a million dollars. That's the mole. That was, like, wins the award That's for probably, most detailed description of a show I think I've ever heard. It of. is probably right. the best description it's we've read It's right to the point. It was written by the game designer, not the marketing department. Right. And I wonder if it's because we're reading this off the DVD box instead of off a website, if that kind of helps. Like, we got we to gotta give you enough that you're actually going to buy this DVD. Like, I don't know if I want to go on the side tangent now or later, but the fact that this is out on DVD is like way different than any other reality show. Like I don't even think they released reality shows on DVD anymore. There's got to be like Bachelor on DVD. This is also a pretty so. it's a pretty Free old money. reality show. This is pre-Netflix reality yeah. show. So this this season was in 2001. Oh baby. So this is like the first post survivor show that was trying to capitalize on that. And um so there've been 3 seasons with normal people and two celebrity seasons so funny thing you can get season one on dvd you can get season one celebrity on dvd you can't get any other seasons on dvd <laughs> okay that's because then netflix came out or like what happened i no, because it <laughs> no just doesn't make sense it's, just, yeah, it's like why, why are we doing this Not Hence enough demand why i was having a high tangent about dvds <laughs> and reality shows because i don't think that they ever released them on it's not like there's no off. 30 seasons of the challenge on DVD. But like, yeah, that doesn't exist. Oh, that man, that, man, that 30 season box that would be really nice though. They at least got to do it for the trilogy, right? Oh yeah, they have to do the trilogy. Okay. They're not going to. They're not going to do the No, they're going to. Well, this was before they were trying to monetize their streaming services. They don't want you to buy the DVD. They want you to keep paying for MTV. For sure. Yeah. All like, right. When I found out in 2005 that season 1 of The Mole was on DVD, I was very excited. And then <laughs> this was like pre, well, I guess Amazon was around, but like this was pre when I would like buy things on Amazon. So like I had to try to figure out where I could go to find this freaking DVD. Where where did you get this DVD? I think it was a store in Canada called HMV. HMD. V. Interesting. Oh, HMV. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So this thing has been smuggled across the border to make it to our living room in the U.S. I don't think it was smuggled. I think it was declared. Oh. Well, oh. You know. And like DVDs, <laughs> plural. Like, do you have anything to declare? I got this DVD of the mole. <laughs> It's my only possession. <laughs> I just want to see you explain to the Border Patrol. All right. All right. All right. Well, one last right. thing on the description. So I don't know if you noticed, but like the description at one point says the mole's trying to trick the other 13, even though there's only nine other people. <laughs> oh. But season two had 14 people. 
Oh. So someone screwed up the copy oh. editing. <laughs> but, oh, man. But season two never came out on DVD. You are correct. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. That Somebody is, went on Wikipedia. That is very weird. All right, Rob, what is this show? So this show, I, on one level, is just kind of like a challenge show where they're doing sort of different competitions and you kind of get to follow them. But like it tries to do an air of it's like a more intellectual show. So like there's like a spy motif they try to go with and they try to make the challenges kind of weird and quirky in ways and, and they're in Europe. And so they're, they're going like in this episode, they're like, here are some Cartier watches and we need you to figure out which Cartier watch is the real watch. So it's trying to give like this air of sophistication to it. And then there's also a mystery aspect to it that one of the players is not doing the normal competition. They've been paid by the producers to be the mole. But because everyone knows that if you are not the mole, you need to kind of try to be suspicious. And if you are the mole, you can't be suspicious all the time. So everyone's kind of suspicious all the time. And so it's kind of fun to play around and figure out what's going on. All right. Uh, so I'll try to remember everything that happens in this episode. So <laughs> are we getting into the minutia? Not yet. We got to go over what happens throughout the episode. <laughs> then we get into the minutia. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, these new segments we're, we're going through. So the show starts out with a challenge where somebody gets kidnapped, right? Steven gets, Steven kidnapped. gets kidnapped. You already skipped the best part. Some guys in stupid like ski masks, like bala balaclavas. We're getting into the minutia later, Max. It doesn't really matter. Fine. Actually, I'm go- I'm gonna cut off. We have skipped the best part. Who's the host of this show? Oh <laughs> yes, he's very right. Max, Sh- give it to us. Young Vanderbilt, <laughs> aka aka Anderson Cooper, the Coop, aka the CNN Slayer, AC three sixty, aka three sixty no scope. aka anderson cooper 420 (laughs) i think chris is loving how off the rails we are on this max you got any more i'm i'm good so yeah anderson cooper the lead anchor on cnn used to host a reality show (laughs) i can't believe it and so true story some time i don't know when this happened my dad likes to put on cnn so CNN is on, and then I'm just on, and I go, Mom, it's that guy from the mole. He's on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> so where does this fit in, like, an, like is, is this when Anderson Cooper is already on CNN? Or is no. This, pre, so, so this, this is, is years before this CNN. This is somewhere in between when he's, like, a war war zone reporter and when he's on CNN. He, yes. he hosted the mole. So, I, I mean, mean it, if this is 2001, then it's pre-war. Well, different war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he was in the ABC news department. He was like working his way up in like news organizations. And then ABC was like, we got to find someone to host this new kind of show we're doing. Hey, let's get that guy from the news department to host it. Hey, hey, that Cooper fellow looks good in a black turtleneck. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And here's the thing. He is a great host. He's fantastic. He's crushing it. And he's he's all in on it too, which is, like he it's really very is. apparent. He's all in. Dude, this seems like a good gig for him. He's yeah. just going to these awesome European countries and hanging out. So we'll definitely talk a lot more of this when we get to the minutia. Oh, he's just Anderson Cooper. Is this not the minutia? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is about who the host this of the show is. This is the big strokes. This is the Anderson Cooper segment. 
<laughs> so I used to think it was really weird that you'd go from reality TV show host to a much more, you know, traditionally respected yeah, profession. Yeah, we see where this is going, right? But now it seems more, not, not as weird as it used to. So, a lot so more you're realistic. telling me, like, what's next up for TJ? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is the, he going to be like host you mean, you mean Emperor TJ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're we're way Are off. Are we though. done? All right, we, Chris, we, bring it back. We, can we go through the show now? Go, let's go <laughs> or through do we the have show. other things that we missed, Max, that we need to talk about already? <laughs> no, no, Chris, go ahead. Uh, so, as I was saying, there is a challenge. A person gets kidnapped named Stephen. He gets put in an iron mask and put in a, I guess, some sort of castle in Monaco or right next to Monaco. Wasn't quite sure Can. on that. He was actually in Cannes. And apparently it's the real castle where the real man in the iron mask was. Okay. And then the other nine people or eight people? <laughs> Manusha, eight people. Manusha, Rob. <laughs> the eight people have to go find him in two hours. Two of them are in a helicopter. Three of them are in a boat. And three of them are in a van. And they can call, but they lose. And if they find him under two hours, they win some amount of money. Like, Doesn't really pity. matter. Whatever. They have to. My shit, Rob. So they go through this test. They fail. Uh, they were Somebody ran off at the last minute or the last 10 minutes, and they all weren't there. Essentially is why they failed. Then the next challenge they had, they had to split up in teams of three, Three people had to look at a watch, two watches, and determine which one was fake, which one was not fake, some sort of Cartier watches. Then the other six people that night had to do some sort of corn maze. One person was leading the other person through this corn maze, but there was also two people trying to catch them. If they caught them, they failed the challenge. Uh, And if they completed, they got out of the maze, they would have won money. And if you pick the right Cartier watch, they would win money. Spoilers, I guess we'll talk about it. But the Cartier watch people guessed the wrong, the right thing. The people in the maze uh, all got caught. And then at the end of the episode, they all voted for who gave the quiz. And Afi was the one that was eliminated. With and the lowest score on the quiz. With the lowest score on the quiz. So this is the high strokes of the episode. You know, got challenge one. Uh, challenge two and challenge three. Challenge one being the boat, finding the person. Challenge two being the Cartier watch. Challenge three being the maze. Now on to the minutia. Ooh. Oh man, the Where burglars. To begin? Where to begin? Start with the burglars, Max. Burglars. They come in with these like Bala- not even balaclavas. <laughs> not even though it's definitely just like. A shitty little ski hat pulled down a little too far. Yeah. I don't know. And, like, they go over a very, like, not scary wall, and they, like, just knock on a guy's door, and he's like, oh, what's up? And then they just, like, sort of shuttle him into a van. I think they're like, we're kidnapping you. Yeah. (laughs) And he just casually, very, very easily put on a a mask and got in this van. Which makes Uh, me suspicious of Steven, but the mole would be better than that. So... Who knows? Seems that way. It seems like is that a thing for the people that have watched this show? I assume people get kidnapped on the show. That's like a thing that happens. I think this is the only time that happens. So this is the only <laughs> time it's happened. It's weird to me that the Steve character doesn't really put up much of a fight. 
I Why think, would he? Well, I think he just knows that he's on a insane TV show. I, I'm going to say a different thing. So I think there's like a knock at his bedroom door. He opens it. There's two guys in masks. Then there's two guys with cameras behind them. Yeah. And then there's two producers behind them being like, just go with just it. Go you're going to get kidnapped right now. This <laughs> is what's going to happen. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. There it was, seems like his reaction was just like, okay, I guess I'm doing I mean, this. I think that's what you would do too. Like, you're in this reality sure. show. There's cameras with these guys. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not, just, you're not just punching. You're not just coming out <laughs> swinging. No, but like in Maybe, the spirit of the show, you're like, I don't want to be captured. Now, like, now I want to rewind to last week and like Jay Brew, they try to kidnap him for the show and he just starts fighting people. <laughs> oh, Jay Brew be oh, fighting. Man. Oh shit! Is, oh, oh bro. <laughs> I wanted. What's the next episode of that show tonight? Oh, no, no challenge. No, no challenge. No winter break update to this week because yeah, it's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Early pod. It's early early pod. pod. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was also this awkward conversation with the one guy says that he woke up in the middle of the night and heard this guy being kidnapped, and I was like, that was very strange. Who, very who, who was that? Was that Jim? That um, was Jim. Uh, I, Jim I don't know Drew. how I feel about Jim. Which one's Jim? The one that was driving the van. Jim's your guy with the thumb ring. Oh, Miss Senor yeah. Thumb Ring? You That's mean? right. I can't believe... How many people are doing that in the world today? It, it's it's a very 2001 move, I think. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Rob, I have a question for you. Please. So, as you watch the show, knowing who the mole is... Yeah. Is it a different viewing experience than not knowing them all? It's definitely a different viewing experience because you're you're seeing things through a different prism. Is it better? I don't know if it's better, but it's still good. It's still very interesting to watch. And like now, you know, like when people are acting suspicious, you like know like, oh, that was actually them being suspicious. You're like, no, that was just them just being, being weird. Or being really bad. Well, sometimes they're like, it seems like they're trying to be suspicious on purpose. And sometimes they just seem like idiots. And so you try to, you can try to figure that out. Because that one you never will really know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I don't understand this challenge. Why are people in a helicopter? Why is there this boat involved? Like, I don't get this boat situation. So that they're just basically trying to make it like overly complex to solve something that was actually not that hard to solve. And so just to make it sort of more entertaining. So like they split them into these different things and they're in different vehicles. But it turns out that Steven's being held on an island. So you need the helicopter or the boat to get everyone to the island. So there was some actual practical logistics part to it. But it's mostly just window dressing to try to make this thing seem fun and interesting. How did, how did the van people get to the island? So they like you got to really like Cooper's throwing out all these all these all this info and you're really up here. So. The van had to go somewhere where they could get the van people onto the boat, and the boat took them all to the island. Gotcha. Okay. So it definitely seems like the producers were like, hey, do you guys have any pamphlets in those in that car, boat, uh, helicopter? And they're like, oh, yeah, I got this island pamphlet. Oh, maybe he's on the island. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> after they were like an hour in. And oh, it definitely seemed like they discovered they the definitely very did late. Because like, they were like, oh, the, yeah. at first they went to this other like castle thing because it had like some sort of cannonballs. So sack, you don't even see any cannons. So, so the, the, the thing starts with Steven gets a 30 second phone call to sort of talk to them. So he talks to Jim. And one of the things he says to Jim is, I see cannons outside. So they're at this 
uh, it turns out wrong place and they see cannon balls like oh cannon balls there must be cannons this is the place there are no cannons and they're just <laughs> running around this place for like an hour they're there so long it's well, insane they did that helicopter dip too and then they called steve they're like they we gotta call him five thousand out of the pot to call right. steve and all that call resulted in was basically steve saying i can't hear you because of the helicopter yeah <laughs> and that's all they gathered. Like, oh, even though, he must be here because we did the helicopter. Even though he was actually low. a thirty-minute drive away, right? So that really didn't pan <laughs> out. It was a different helicopter, or maybe he hand. was saying like on the other side. That's also side. probably what he meant. But oh, right. I can't hear you because because you're talking on a phone inside of a helicopter. No, and he was talking to Jim, who was not in the helicopter. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, but the helicopter was where they were. It uh, was in the same city, so I don't. It's not clear how close the helicopter was to the van people, but it's. It's definitely possible. I think Steve might be my front runner, but it's too early to sh- show your cards. If mm. I were the mole, we got to talk about the metagame later. Laying real low. <laughs> yeah. Laying real low early on, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the one girl runs back to the helipad. She was on the helicopter. She was there. Yeah. She runs back to the helipad. As all the other people run up and are there in time, she's just gone. Yeah, so she goes to the helipad because she says she's going to bring the people on the boat up, even though the boat dock is not at the helipad. And as she's walking away, you can hear the other guy, Henry, be like, I just got to trust her. I mean, I can see she's going the wrong way, but I got to trust her. And it's like, wait, you you saw she's going the wrong way? (laughs) You just let her go? What are you you doing? Henry didn't make a lot of sense. He definitely seemed... Yeah, it seemed like he might have had a hand in, in that challenge being failed. Rob, yeah. is he the mole? I'm, uh, no spoilers. We talked about this. There's a spoiler section. There might be a spoiler section later. I I'm, will leave the room for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Max is in on the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say about challenge one. Any minutia to go over Challenge 1? I do like that at the end of Challenge 1, if they failed, they're all arguing. Steven's still trapped inside in his metal mask, and no one's bothering <laughs> to go let him out. He real annoyed. Yeah, no, oh, he, yeah. They were all yelling outside. They're all yelling, and you hear Steven be like, can no. someone just let me out? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's in that mask for probably like three, four hours, it seemed like, or at least that's what it looked like on TV. Like, they said the challenge was two hours, but it did, like it they also put a... Th- there's also another thing like they have a disclaimer at the end of the show it's like by the way we added some extra time to a challenge <laughs> oh what <laughs> oh yeah oh well at least and they, they still were didn't, honest about and they still it, lost right. it right oh what do you think they did that with challenge number two some cartier watch they challenge? might done with challenge number two but like a good like we can this is a transition of like something in both the first challenge and the cartier challenge is great is Anderson Cooper's just randomly around different places they go. The Cartier watch one was great because they're oh. like running around the city and he's just like every other shot. Like it's just a shot of Anderson just like eating some bread, eating some panini. Yeah, he's, like, just, he's, he's got this baguette. He's just taking a giant bite out of his baguette and he's like making jokes about like, wish you'd studied French, huh? <laughs> so good. When he's he cracked over, that joke, oh man. <laughs> he's sitting around a lot and he's just like a gargoyle in one of these French cities. Yeah. And like they they have to walk in the cardio one they start on this hill and they gotta walk down to the city and like he clearly had like jumped in a car to get there and so yeah. he's just kinda sitting, lounging around when they roll in all out of breath from walking down the hill. It's great. It's so good. So I mean, you probably get to this more later, but the show is very intense and the only parts that are bring any levity are Anderson Cooper and these like side vignettes. Yeah. Um like, it seems like these guys are working pretty hard to solve the, the challenges. 
Yeah, like, like there, there, there's not a lot, like a lot of drama and things. It, as such, it didn't mainly. seem like this Cartier challenge is designed super well. Yeah, uh, because like they just couldn't communicate. They, well, they, you know, you like try to figure out how they're going to solve this problem. They're like, oh, okay, we're going to go to the town and talk to people about watches. Well, everywhere they went into town to talk about people with watches, no one spoke English, so it's just like, okay, so you didn't. The producers never really like thought it all the way through to feel like that make it a good challenge. I thought. I mean, like, I, I'm not sure if this one in particular was amazing, but I like the idea of having a challenge that's a little bit more uncontrolled. Like that is just like, hey, figure out a way to solve this problem in the somewhere, like using the city, like to do it. Like it's something. It's something that seems like amazing race kind of like fakes it's like 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 amazing race like sets up these situations where it's like okay you're gonna drag this cart through this market and find this stall or whatever but this is literally like a the places that they're going into yeah. have no idea what any of this stuff is and they're oh, just yeah. trying to deal with it like yeah but they could have i mean from they like started at a phone booth like later they could have just started at a phone booth and just started calling people asking about like Cartier they certainly could have I think that's what to Harrison's point what makes it kind of interesting is like you have no idea which way they're going to go to solve solve it any way you want like it's cool except the cell phone no cell phones (laughs) yeah well it's also 2001 so like there's less cell phones less internet all that stuff but like this reminds me of when we did Amazing Race and we talked about how early Amazing Race was much less on rails For and sure. that they've tried more over time to make it more like they're shuffling people down like a certain path mm. and this is just like so not on rails it almost feels like it's not well designed but it's also partly what I think is interesting about it that like it's just so varied what they could do and like some of the challenges don't work and some of them kind of work and it's kind of great and then you know, the most recent season they did was in 2008 where it was gone for a while. They brought it back and it, I didn't think it was as good. And one of the reasons was it was definitely way more on rails and the challenges were a lot simpler and just wasn't as interesting. I'm definitely a big fan of like of un- unstructured challenges yeah. like that. It's just like, hey, like there's a goal. Just figure out how to right. get it done. Uh, there's also a thing I like that they do a lot where they like at the start of this when they before the second challenge, there's nine people. Anderson says, I need three leaders. I need three followers. I need three people with a good eye. And you just got to quickly get into groups. And then you don't know what the actual challenge is going to be. But it's kind of a fun way to just sort of, you know, get people to pair up into groups and stuff like that. And yeah. I kind of like that they do they do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, so, I mean, the Cartier watch people, they just randomly guess. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that they, you know, how the actual seconds ticked like went through was probably key indicator of which one was real and which one wasn't. Yeah, they had some like, good ideas like, about like look at the second hand, look at this, look at that. And they're like, okay, let's go to town, try to confirm. And they're like, we didn't find anything in the town. Let's just go with our <laughs> original guess. Right. And like, and it, and which I thought their original guess was the other watch. Yeah, like, I did too. Uh, I think that was just an editing thing. Yeah. And like, I mean, and, and, and it's 50 50 at worst. Like, I mean, it's. Yeah. You know. And this gimmick. Did they do this? Gi- so there's this stupid gimmick where they shot the watch they th- said was fake. That was great. Yeah, do they, they do that a lot, or is this just like a one-off? Like I don't think they shoot random things, but they they do try like they do try to dress up the challenges in weird ways. So this one, they were like, "You're gonna destroy a real Cartier watch if you pick wrong, and that's why you're gonna lose money from the pot because you got to pay for a Cartier watch." I was okay with that. I thought that was a fun gimmick. And that was just whatever. It seems silly. I'm with Chris on this I think they were just trying to dress up the, how do we make the end of this dramatic? And then this was their idea. Yeah, or else it's, it's just like, it's just and like, it goes, yep, that's right or you're wrong. Yeah, you, you got the watch right. 
<laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. right. So they had to do something. It's I mean, they could have put it on like a pedestal and like hit a button, and then one of them falls. Like it doesn't have to be like <laughs> right. Yeah, you could, or dramatic. they could just be like, "This is how you can tell a like, fake one." Yeah, or just yeah, tell you how that you was actually what yeah. I was interested. They should in. have like a master jeweler guy come and be like, "Yeah, okay, well, let me take a look at him." Well, you can see this one they got the second hand that is like the, oh, that, that would have been, nice been, been good. I, been I was, nice. was kind of looking for that because like I kind of was like after they spent this amount of time on it. I just kind of wanted to like learn about how to tell a real one. I'm yeah. like, oh, these are the things I need to know about a, a, a nice. The, they did watch. spend a lot of time on this challenge. I feel like yeah. mainly because they went into the city and there was a lot to show because they were in the city. Mm-hmm. And then like, like the other that, challenges. They had that they great were. Cooper footage. You can't, you can't sit on that. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that. Like they should have a bunch of shots of Anderson like looking at his watch and he has like some cheap watch. And at the end, he's just got both Cartiers just on his wrists. Yeah. <laughs> Now, like, it, it was it was interesting because they were running back up that hill at the end to try and check in with, with Anderson to make the guess, but it seemed like he kind of met them part of the way down with the watches on. Like, do you think, do you, like, do you think that's part of that, like, hey, the time was extended kind of thing? There's well, like, hey, they're pretty close. Let's go just meet them. I think he just met them at the entrance to the, like, castle okay, thing. Okay, when okay. at the start, they were at the top of the castle. So gotcha. I think, like, he was, he was at the finish line. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so the next challenge happens later that night, and I thought this challenge was super hard. Oh yeah, this like, challenge was nuts. I feel like you know when you say follower, you're not expecting to be like the athletic type as the follower, and for <laughs> this challenge, you really needed to be the athletic type, or like. The the radio equipment wasn't working well. I like it was very. I didn't understand what the difficulty with this challenge was because it seemed very easy. Well, it was just but like no one was close. I know no one was close. That's why I don't understand. Like, I think so, the hard part is the guards. So let, let let's just like detail the challenge. So the leader has a walkie-talkie and has a TV, and at the TV there's a bird's eye view of this corn maze, and then in the corn maze there are two guards that are. It's, so it's like Pac-Man. One person has to get from one end of the maze to the other without running into the guards. And so what makes the challenge hard is those guards are moving. They oh, are oh, just yeah. like Here, hustling. No running. question. And they are just like covering so much ground so quickly that like it's hard to sneak by both of them. It just like it seemed like the failure in a lot of cases was of some kind of like inability communication to breakdown to like 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 they couldn't hear each other well, for some reason like they weren't following directions was it was it real or was it no sabotage no for sure i mean that's definitely part of it but like there's only one mole and like it's like every single group had these audio seeming audio issues like i don't well, the know the first, first one just seemed okay. like they didn't yeah, the know, first one seemed okay yeah didn't then, know then the how hard were. this was gonna be and then the next like like in that one like that one girl i mean like Maybe she just went silent because she didn't want to like tip the guards off because she's like, oh, I can like see their feet. Whatever. She just started running. But yeah, like she she stopped ignoring. Like she started ignoring all the instructions though. Just hauling ass. Yeah, I think that was her strategy. Was like, I'm gonna outrun the guards and just get lucky on the maze. Yeah, I guess. And ended up right back at the start, pretty much when she it got caught. Definitely didn't end up running the right way. You're definitely right. But she lasted a long time running. She lasted the longest of the three. I'm pretty sure the six-year-old guy got tackled when they caught him. (laughs) He definitely ate it. If that's your strategy, you just got to be like, I'm going to run. Just tell me where to go. Right. And like... (laughs) Yeah, it's like, just say stuff. I I hear you. Just do it. I don't know. 
And there was, I can't remember what show it was, but we watched a show recently where they had these weird cameras that are in helmets that hang in front of people's faces. Yeah. And so I, I remember saying, man, I haven't seen those on like really old reality shows. They use Since them on the, the mole. mole all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these ones didn't look very good. Though, they though. were flopping around. You had to hold your helmet. It seemed like they, they needed helmets for different <laughs> size heads. And they were just like, we've got the biggest one, you know, deal with it. <laughs> People were definitely having to hold the, it on their head or at least they were i don't know if they had to yeah i don't know also every time like pretty much every time one of the guards caught up with the person they're just getting tackled just straight <laughs> yeah. tackled and like you could see it on like like they would shoot like on the bird's eye camera you can tell like that guy's got tackled into those that corn <laughs> and like they, they don't show the actual footage of it though like they have they, they show the overhead they, they would cut away yeah but they have like the the first person footage like of the dude getting tackled they should just get a little shot in there who knows the helmet might have fallen off <laughs> i think they're just getting tagged Dude, they definitely ate it. And it were looked rolling like rolling through the corn. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> one of them definitely just got tagged. Like one of them definitely got tagged, but there was definitely at least one that got tackled into the corn. At least okay. that's what it looked like. I mean, they, they had a shot of like the camera going down the corn, but it was a little too slow. It didn't look real. It was yeah. like, reenacted. Yeah, that's my take. Hmm. Can't trust anybody. Can't trust you. <laughs> Can't is the mole the producers of the show? Yeah, man. Are you saying that Anderson Cooper is the original purveyor of fake news? Okay, okay. <laughs> I have a fun idea. What if nobody is the mole? Oh, that would oh. be so good. The mole was inside your mind the whole time. Can you imagine if that if that was the case? Great. All right. Uh, any other minutia to go over challenge number three? So the end was some... There's This, this questionnaire is so weird. Like... Are you trying to, like, when you answer the questionnaire, are you just pinpointing to the person you think is the mole, or are you, like, all over the place to just kind of, like... There's definitely a strategy to taking that test. There's only one goal, though, which is not to be, like, the least amount of points. Yeah. So you want to hedge your bets. For sure. Right? Like, that's... So the one with the least amount of points is the least number of points that... The questions they got wrong, right? So the questions they got right, you get points. Correct? Probably. Yeah, you get... Yeah. Every question you get right, you get a point. Whoever gets the lowest score is that. Yeah. What if there's a tiebreaker? It's the slowest person to take the test. Oh, there's a time tiebreaker. There's a time tiebreaker. Has it it come down to that? It apparently has come down to that. Oh. Do they talk about it? Anderson's word for it, but... Hmm. Oh, so they don't bring it up on the show if there's a time type. No, no. Anderson will say something like, tonight there was a tie, so the person who was the who got eliminated was the slower one. Gotcha. Uh, so at, they have all these people sitting right across from Anderson Cooper where there's a TV and a laptop. And well, Anderson yeah. types in the name into this laptop, and it shows up on the TV, and these people are there silently like, just kind of like oh, I'm unsafe, and then one person just like gives you these wicked offy gives this like wicked evil eye when she gets kicked off. It says nothing, goes to the van, silent. That was a hell of an exit. I've never seen an exit like that off a reality show. So here's the thing: like this, there's so many things that are weird to unpack about oh, yeah. this elimination thing. So first thing is Anderson calls it the execution, mm-hmm. and. They do a bunch of things to really make it seem like this person is dead now. <laughs> well, you got to kill the mole, right? Is that, is that the No, the, the mole is safe. 
because the, a the so mole knows all killing, the answers. So they're 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 killing someone in this execution that they know isn't the mole, right? Who doesn't know enough about the mole? Then so the execution. The mole killed the them. Killing people. The, the the mole can never lose this challenge. So they're getting killed by the mole because they yeah. couldn't identify the mole. Yeah, sure. exactly. That's the problem. Okay. And so I think they're told that they're not allowed to talk. Only Anderson mm-hmm. gets to talk. It has to be. Right. They can't share information. They all file in silently. They always just sit there and like they're like trying like they obviously seem relieved when they see when their name gets typed in and the green screen shows up, but they're like not really saying anything because they're not supposed to talk. And then when someone's get eliminated, Anderson's like, get up, get your bag, we're out of here. And they just silently like walk away. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, because they could definitely mess up the game by saying stuff potentially. But like, who knows if what they're saying is true anyway. So it's, yeah. Yeah. No, but you know they're not the mole. Well, you already know that they're not the mole. Well, now you do. Yeah. Like, you know they're not the mole the minute they they're, the right. red screen comes up. You're like, oh, it wasn't them, but they're going home now. But like, the whole like, the way we got to eliminate people is we got to have Anderson Cooper type into a laptop. Is just such a strange so bad. mechanism. <laughs> you got to hear the key typing too. You click, hear the click, key click, typing, click. and like they'll show the TV, and you see the letters appearing one by one. Like Anderson Cooper is not typing those names real fast. He's taking his time typing them in. Is he actually doing it, or do they have like some sort of animation already set up? That's I think he's actually doing it. That'd be that'd be amazing if he was actually typing them in. And, and, this and, is, and, they, and they just wrote some program to... It's th- interesting to see a 2001 laptop, too. Oh, yeah. Does, does he that's get a, to choose... It's a big... He's not lugging that thing, I'll tell you that much. No. Oh, but, they were at the time. They're like, look how portable this thing like, is. No, I'm I, just saying <laughs> the producing crew is he's oh, moving yeah. that thing. He's not moving it. So oh, I think yeah. he actually types in the names, but do you think then there's someone else who just presses the green red button and it doesn't actually like... The that, name doesn't actually trigger. That could be. Do you think there's actually a like program think, that they put the names in and then when it comes up, it like programmatically picks the green or red. I mean, I would like to think that this survey is just built into this whole system and it just, it scores it and it does it, but who knows? Like, it wouldn't be that hard to When I initially that. saw that, I was like, oh, this is clearly they just CGI whatever the fuck on that screen there. <laughs> but the way they reacted, I'm like, they're definitely not doing that. So I don't know. Maybe, you know, they're just like the first, like, you know, eight people they put, you know, seven people they put in. You know, you're good. The last one, you're out, and then it's post. So then, in well, well, I'm, I'm curious how the order works. So, like, is is a Cooper or uh, yeah, is Coop just randomly picking which names to go in certain it, orders, it, or is there a I don't know, rotate? It's the algorithm, man. I feel like Coop knows like who's getting the boot because like sometimes he'll say he's doing it alphabetical some like this time he's like who wants me to put their name in first and he's like okay i'll pick you but like it's yeah. almost never the first one he puts in and so it definitely and like i think the first season it's never the first like two he puts in so right. like it definitely seems like you know there's somebody like some, somebody fed him an order and he's just executing it right well like today he's like who wants to go first yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he picked someone so like you know there's right. so he has there's, some there's, he has some degree of there's an illusion of dynamicness maybe potentially yeah. they definitely want you to think anderson cooper is just randomly deciding what order the names go in but um i think that they should have taken they should take a page out of the are you the one playbook Ooh. and the whole thumbprint thing really reminds me of the handprint on the ipad <laughs> Ooh, just it really come does up, handprint the ipad the, it's and 2001 just, there's no ipad yeah you know this was cutting edge <laughs> that cutting windows edge. mobile phone get up there and put your hand on it here's this thumbprint <laughs> here's yeah, windows, windows the cd laptop? at the time that a lot is that is that is a laptop have, have a fingerprint reader on it they could have just i thumb. bet it doesn't <laughs> 
But then, so after, and then after they're eliminated and Anderson takes them away, then they have these like little interviews with all the people that aren't eliminated. And they talk about the person really like the person is dead. And it's in the past tense. They're like, you know, they're really going to be missed. Like they, they, I really enjoyed like getting to know them. And, you know, I, I can't believe they're gone. And it's, <laughs> every week it's so insane. It's rough. It's pretty funny. Yeah. The, the montage at the end. Of all the like, oh yeah, and they also yeah. have a montage of clips of that person from the two episodes they were in. I can't imagine the montage of episode one. Just like, <laughs> I just watch this episode. You remember what just montage. happened a few minutes ago? Yeah, <laughs> uh, in memoriam. So I didn't see any like question. Is there any questionable things Offie did to make her seem like she was the mole? So well, no, we know she's not the mole. No, I'm just no, saying. But like, did she try to pull? Well, it wasn't that people thought she was the mole. It's just that she. No, no, no. no I get that. But there's other people <laughs> that did dumb things that thought that like made it seem like multiple people were the mole. And I yeah. was wondering if Afi had any of those moments. And I don't. Well, not in this episode. Afi like was in the van, and when we didn't really talk about this, but like there's a point where two people get out of the van, and Jim is driving the van, and then Jim disappears. And so Afi was definitely on team. I think we're at the right place. Let's just keep running around this place, even though it definitely seems like it's the wrong place. Yeah. But it seemed like that could have just been uh, not knowing where they were. It's just about not having enough information. Maybe the other players witnessed other things. Could be. That's true. One last thing about the questionnaire. So, like, it's a 20-question questionnaire in season one, and, like, they'd only show you a couple of the questions in passing. Then in future seasons, it's a 10-question questionnaire, and Anderson Cooper reads you every question. Weird. Wow. So it's a bit of a time taker, but I think it was like they got feedback if people wanted to know more about the questions. But, like, this I show is curious. screaming out for a second screen experience, which they definitely were not doing in 2001. Mm, I definitely right. don't care about what the questions were well, in the I want to know what the questions are, but I don't, I don't need them to take 20 minutes on it. But, like, and yeah, like, well, I was totally right. If there was, like, a thing on my phone, I could just be like, oh, okay, these are the questions. I could read it like, yeah. while they were talking about it. Oh, I would totally this do that. would be great as, like, the Bachelor drafting thing. Like, every week... You fill out the questionnaire yourself. Yeah. yeah. But then they oh, can't yeah. tell you how well you did until like the season's right, done. Right. But yeah, I know. There should be definitely a thing of you take the questions and it keeps track somehow. That would That'd be, be amazing. Really is this a special feature on the DVD? Are you, know you smarter than are? Uh, the mole contestant? I don't think the questions are available. There's no interactive content on the DVD? No, there's a bunch of trailers mm. and stuff. Remember <laughs> when that was a thing for a while? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All these DVD makers. That Final like, Destination I don't, 4 or 5 or something? You could, something? Yeah, oh, you, yeah. You could like choose the different deaths or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was man. like a, a choose-your-own-adventure movie-ish thing. Mm-hmm. DVD games are universally terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're all, all horrible. Right. So explain the this like why you ever want to be seem like you're the mole in this game because if people think that you're the mole then they'll answer questions on their mole test with you as the person in their head that they're answering it for and they'll miss those questions yeah but then you don't have as much money in the pot no no them answer you right. act like no, an no, idiot? no 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 like you're you're totally right like like you might cause pe- like yourself to lose some money like at the cost of knocking a person or two out for sure it's like it's a it's a calculation. The the incentives are really kind of weird because you're right. The the optimal way to play the game in terms of getting you to win means you get less money. But if you pinpoint who the mole is like right away and then you just you try to get as much money as possible. That's So if that's you, the so money. So if you're certain who the mole is, yeah. 
then you definitely do not have to pretend to beat them. Well, you should try to win every single challenge because you know that you'll never be eliminated from the test, right? Like if you're certain who the mole is, but like you're never going to be certain. So when who the it gets mole. down to like three people left, yeah, and they have to answer this questionnaire, yeah, it's got to be pretty obvious to the two non-mole people who the mole is. But by the time you get down to three, it's, it's pretty. So is it just how fast you can answer that stupid questionnaire? It's it's a combination of how fast, but then the last questionnaire is longer, and it's for the whole season, so it's it's hard to get them all right. It's also it's a little bit of a memory game too. Yeah. Okay. So they, so would they ask you specific questions about like just be like on they, epi- like it's be like on the you know whatever challenge who was doing the Cartier was the mole doing the Cartier watch thing? Yeah. Oh, like oh I don't know. I, Right. Or like they'll be like, was was the mole in the leaders, followers, or good eyes group? And you're like, oh, God, what was that thing? And like stuff like that. So yeah. they oh, talk shit. about... So it's a huge memory game. It's oh, a huge yeah. memory game. For sure. Oh, God. And so th- they talk about in the finale of person one made a point of trying to answer as fast as possible, but then person two got more questions right. Interesting. How, like, how, how many people do they whittle it down like in the final episode? So the final episode, there's three people, Man, they and like they still they wheel them out one by one with Anderson Cooper and his laptop, and he types in their names, and one of them gets the red screen and be like, "Yeah, you lost," and then one of them gets a green screen and is like, "Guess what? You just won." And then they just bring the mole out to be like, "And here, and you already know who it is, but here they are." So the mole is just the third person. Yeah, so they don't wheel the mole out to like have he's their, sitting there their screen red. By Anderson Cooper because it's like we we all know what's going on. Here. Some uh, sort okay. of blue screen, some sort of mole screen. <laughs> Mole's just well, a picture of a mole. The mole. What, gets what is the, the mole? What is the mole? Do you how does the mole react in this situation? It's like ah, I got you. Basically, <laughs> like, well, no, it's like it's not I got you because the winner is like yeah, you knew it was me. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, because they got the money. Ah, does I got you? Does the mole get compensated or like like any any incentive based payment on how much they prevent the the other people from making? Oh, that would be interesting. They've never said it one way or the other, but I don't think so. I think they're just basically like part of the production team and they get a salary and like the producers work with them. And they just tell them exactly what to do. Like they'll tell them things that are going on. Like I think sometimes they just tell them like they don't tell them exactly what to do. They just tell them like here's some things to like think about and the the thing because they're trying to make it more natural and stuff. But they're, they're definitely working with the producers to figure out what to do. Yeah. So, so like it's, it's not as if, there's just like another reality show contestant operating in a rogue fashion to try and just prevent them from getting money. Like they're part of the production crew. Part of the production, but like I believe that they applied to be on the show and they don't explain how, but like basically at some point the producers were like, we want you on the show, but can you actually be the mole? And that's your role. And we're going to work with you to make that happen. But like maybe that's not true. Like that might've been, you know, multiple levels of producer uh, misdirection. Yeah, who knows? Uh, man, there's no way I could be the mole for the entire time. That'd be so hard to just be, to be, to be, to be How play, long playing all those people. is this show, like film-wise? A Coop said 28 days. That's a long reality show. That's a good amount of time to be living with all these people yep. having to pretend to be something you're not. It's a great vacation, though. Like, you're going to all these crazy places in Europe, at least at this part. I assume they go to America. They said something so about two they continents. S- they, they start in America. Okay. But they spend almost the whole... Like, in episode one, they get to Paris, and they never leave Europe. They spend the whole time in France and Spain. Okay. And season two, I think they start in America again, but it's mostly in Italy. Cool. 
Um, but like an interesting thing is like they do is like they're obviously having like kind of nice dinners every night and Anderson Cooper has dinner with them every night and he's just hanging out and they're drinking wine and Cooper like, definitely looks like he's on vacation. That's fun. So yeah, so like this is definitely like Anderson Cooper's European vacation where he's just like, <laughs> you know, hanging out and going to different places. He's eating baguettes, he's drinking wine. And he's Anderson just Cooper didn't life. want like a change of pace, like some sort of South American vacation, like an Asian vacation. Well, maybe if they'd done more seasons, he would have. But they, they did the two seasons. The two seasons with Anderson Cooper were both in Europe. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then Celebrity Mole was hosted by Ahmad Rashad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, actually. And they were both in the Caribbean. And then season three was hosted by some guy who you've never heard of. And that was, I think, in Mexico. <laughs> so the, just different vacation places. Oh, yeah. It, it's never in America very much. I guess I think one was in Hawaii. So I guess that's I guess that counts as America, but it's also tropical. An American vacation destination. So not ca- not Caribbean, but like tropical yeah, kind of. Sure. Yeah. So clearly the ratings weren't great on this show. If there was only mm. two seasons, I think season one was okay, and then it went off a cliff. There was a lot of like you know reality show infighting in the 2003 era. I would say. Yeah. What? <laughs> what is that? No, mean? I'm just there was so much competition. Everybody's trying to get in on. There's it. a lot of like these. You know, second generation competition reality shows like, like like the wave after the Survivor Amazing Race kind of initial wave of stuff that were kind of maybe not as well thought through. Like I think some sort of mole. Uh, I mean, like the like like the mole is a good example, I think. But like, I don't know. But I think there's also a show that's like like we watched episode two, but we did watch the first five minutes of episode one to explain what's going on. I think this is a hard show to jump in on. Let's like they you just start the show and you're like what's for every episode. So this is like halfway through the season, there's an extra Anderson Cooper explanation at the start of every episode of what's huh. going on. So I think part of the problem was people feedback. did not know what the heck was going on at the show. Yeah. It, like there's a lot of meta game for this for some reason. Like yeah. I feel like everyone would probably try to like I don't under, still don't understand why you wouldn't just get the challenges done and you win the money and then you're like i understand that they're trying if everyone did that i think it would be much more clear who the mole was instead of just like this kind of meta analysis of oh i gotta screw this challenge up so people think i'm the mole so that i can win the questionnaire and then like now everyone else is going to do that so then i just make this show fucking boring because everyone's just like messing up all the time so then i can't watch people actually try it seems like good strategy to try and no i understand it might be a good strategy but it's just not make for entertaining tv I don't know. I, I think that's the like. It's fun of the fun of the show is enjoying the mystery aspect of it and being like trying to figure yeah. out who who's acting weird. But with, and they're all sometimes acting weird, and so that's like part of the. Enjoyment it could be it. any one of them. Is is it time for Max gives us his detailed breakdown of who's the mole? All right, here's the breakdown. <laughs> there was multiple times during this episode where Max says, "Oh, he's the mole." And then somebody else is like, "No, he's the mole." Like about Max goes, "Max goes, he's the mole." Anyone can be the mole. <laughs> like, about every five minutes. It's true. They all are weird. I I have three front runners. Okay. <laughs> three to nine. <laughs> Close. Three to eight now. Three to eight. <laughs> You're really, really getting down there, Max. We got hey, three to eight might be enough to spread out your answers and do okay on that quiz. We yeah. got Steven, the man, the iron mask. That's right. Okay. We got older woman who barely featured in this episode. Talking about Kate, who like had trouble getting back up the hill. No. 
yeah. old, older than her. She's definitely the oldest. Oh one. yeah, maybe it was Kate. There's Wendy. Wendy's not that old. Um, and there's Catherine. Uh, Kate's the one that made the correct call on the watch, right? So the the women are Wendy, Catherine, Kate, Afi, and Jennifer. I'm gonna say it's Kate then. Kate. <laughs> and you don't even know your own mole suggestion. <laughs> She's such a deep mole. Max doesn't even know she exists. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to leave it at those two. Oh. There is, there is one guy, Jim, who seems like he acts too much. But if you were the mole, you wouldn't act that much. Oh, I see. Unless you weren't acting. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. What, the, what does everyone else think? Well, you guys well, cannot. Harrison yeah. and I are not going to say. James, uh, any, any guesses? Uh, go ahead, Chris. I don't really know. But uh, who's the with the black guy's name? Henry. Henry. I think it could be Henry. I don't know. That that like first Henry challenge. Henry definitely did some sketchy stuff. The challenge. The first challenge. I feel like it was pretty sketchy. Let that girl run off. Yeah. Uh, this this. I don't know. I don't particularly care that much to be honest. Yeah, I would say Henry or Jim. But the more you talk about like these names, you're like, well, but there's all these reasons it couldn't be them. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I have no idea. You guys should spoil it for them, and I can step out. Well, we should do some ratings before we do spoilers. Ooh, okay, maybe. okay, ratings. All right, Rob, give us your rating since it's your show. This is one of the easiest top thirds that's ever happened. I, this is a great show. Top of the Long top? live Cooper. Get him off CNN. Get him back hosting reality TV. <laughs> this is the top of the top. Oh, it's in the conversation. Wait, so is CNN not reality TV or <laughs> he's his talents are wasted at CNN? <laughs> that's fair. Okay, do, got do, it. Do we just watch it. an hour of CNN one time and then, then that's a, the, uh, a You mean no reservations too? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you want the show to come back full force? Have you seen every episode of the show? I've seen every episode of the show, including. Yeah. Every celebrity episode, many of which featured Stephen Baldwin, aka the worst Baldwin. A lot of Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> they like Stephen Baldwin was, I guess, technically the most famous person they got, and so they're like, "We got wow. Stephen Baldwin on the show," and I'm like, "He is so annoying. Get him off my TV." Steve- and that was before he was a Trump supporter. Stephen Baldwin has been on every possible celebrity reality competition show. I think he hasn't been on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh man, you should get him on there. He, he, he's There's already applying one? for season. Are you sure? I'm gonna, he wasn't in the UK version. Oh, that's a great comeback. Do you think uh, Stephen Baldwin is just a Trump supporter because he supports his brother? No, his brother does not happy about it. All right, but like the the thing about the show coming back is like when they brought it back in 2008 for like the third non-celebrity season, uh-huh. it wasn't as good. And they, they like they like a they didn't have Anderson Cooper, although the, the that the third host was better than Ahmad Rashad. But like they were trying to kind of dumb it down, and they were trying to do it on like a lot cheaper and stuff like that, and just what well, didn't didn't work as well. So maybe it was a bad cast. Maybe like they could try again and make it work. But I don't know. I think it might be a product of its time, and you can't you can't bring it back. I think uh, it's a product of its time. With Survivor being on for thirty seasons, there's a lot of like meta meta game analysis that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of people with cell phones and like. Just like you can't do the challenges that they did on this episode, I don't think, today. Like, there's just a lot more logistics, a lot more insurance, there's a lot more, like, other things that just wouldn't let that happen. And it's not the shows people watch, realistically. Right. Uh, 
Harrison, you want to give us your ratings here? Uh. Yeah, this is definitely a top third show for me. Like, I mean, I watched this when it was on. It's good. Like, how I mean, many seasons did you watch? Uh, I don't remember how many I watched. Like, I definitely at least watched the first regular one and for sure the first celebrity one. And so I've you, I, and I've probably seen at least one other regular mole season. But so I, I like I probably haven't seen every single season. So you're one of the reasons why the ratings dropped. It's certainly possible. It's certainly all your fault. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I guess I'm pretty surprised that there aren't other shows that have this feature of, like, there's, there's, there's a hidden production person on, on the cast of the show. Because it seems like there's so much potential with that. And like, and, like, even if it's not this particular format, like, I'm surprised that that kind of thing doesn't exist. So you want um, somebody, sure. like, in The Bachelor just stirring shit up. And, like, it, yeah, <laughs> and, and, like... Maybe they are, maybe they aren't plugged into the to, to the production people, but like someone in the show who has the opposite motivation of the of the people who are actually playing it. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I mean, the producers already have enough power. Why do you need somebody pretending to be in the show? Because it's fun. Yeah, I I would be great if like like it's like The Bachelor. There's one contestant on there who's like just there to kind of stir things up so and they reveal there. partway through yeah. like yeah i wasn't actually i'm here for the wrong reasons yeah they're not there <laughs> for the right reason <laughs> you know like it doesn't work on the bachelor because the bachelor has all this artifice of this is about finding love and so you can't do it there but like you oh. could do it on other shows dude like for the bachelor it would actually help make sense for all those damn people to be like this person's not here for the right reasons because then oh, they would even yeah. have a reason to say yeah, that yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's yeah. so yes. dumb right it would all make so much sense yeah. They're, oh, they're like, oh, this person's not here for the right reason. They must be the mole. I think you change what that show is about by doing that. Oh, you definitely. Yeah, and I don't I think, think that's what they want. Seems I don't like it's for the better. I don't think that's no. Like, I don't think the Bachelor's the right show to do it. But this is a as a mechanism that can be used to make a reality show more interesting. I think is very possible. Like, are you the one? Should definitely be doing this. That there's two people that do not have matches and know they don't have matches and are just trying to stir it up. That'd I be agree. Great. Yeah. It's I mean, def- definitely an underutilized mechanic. Are you the one barely has a chance to win? Regardless, <laughs> you put two people in that don't that like actively force people to not like win. Well, You'll never win in that game. They'd have to change the mechanics to make it a little easier to win with that. That's, extra that's challenge, what I'm saying. It's like fun. you fundamentally change the the rules of the game. You can't just take maybe an it's existing. Not just like, maybe it's not just wedging it into like an existing show. Yeah. Maybe it is. You like, got to make your own kind of show. But like, yeah, I mean, but like there are about a billion new reality shows produced every day. And like, this is the only one that like has this thing in it. Like, it's crazy. Um, that, that we've heard of. At least that we've heard of. Yeah. All right, James. Give me a rating. So <laughs> the show was, whew, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of different angles that this show tries to go in. Overall, though, I think it's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely pretty fun, entertaining. I really like the mystery element of it. Uh, that feels like that has a lot to like keep me wanting to come back. I could see like wanting to watch the next episode, etc. Um, I totally had the problem on episode two where I didn't know what was going on immediately, so I was glad we watched the first five of the first episode. Glad to hear that that feedback was addressed in later uh, <laughs> episodes. Um, yeah, overall, I'm going to put this in the top. Um, I don't know that I'm going to go like super out of my way to watch the rest of it, especially if I get spoiled on who the mole is here later. Uh, but yeah, the, the show definitely, it, it's up there. Had you, want, you know, wanted to come back. So I'm going to go number three uh, on the James scale. <laughs> All right. Max. Wait, so that's bottom of the top, the number three. Yeah. It's the right. bottom of the top. Okay. 
I don't want you to just say bottom of the top. I, so it's a one to nine scale. I, I like that the James scale doesn't make sense. <laughs> so keep <laughs> doing numbers. it the way you're doing it. <laughs> Max, give uh, me a rating. Um, bottom of the top. Uh, I need to see more challenges before I can upgrade it. But this is a good app, and the mystery really works for me. It's it's a great stupid formula and should be reproduced everywhere. <laughs> All right, uh, dating naked or con. Actually, Crook versus Khan might be the closest analog we got. Totally, yeah. It, that is kind of... Oh, uh, you're right. Or Cook versus Khan, not Crook versus Khan. <laughs> Cook or Crook? Cook or Crook. <laughs> uh, so, I, I'll be the lone dissenting voice here. I, I, I'm going to go middle tier. It's not actively bad, but I... It was... It tried to make it so intense. There was no levity. There was no, like... I just didn't enjoy it that much that's okay that's the that's the fundamental thing i could say about this show is like the music the tone music was great actually the editing all made it seem so serious and i just i don't think it was i these aren't actors it's not writing it's not like good enough to have that kind of a tone (laughs) and that i didn't enjoy it so I, it's not actively bad, so it's middle tier. So that's where I'm going to put it. Like you're definitely up for like a serious evening of mystery with Anderson Cooper when you tune into this show. <laughs> like, like you have to know what you're getting into. And it's a good point of the music. Like the music is like really trying to build that like spy movie atmosphere of like, oh, we got to race the boat across the water. Let's go. But <laughs> like, like the music is pretty iconic too. Like as soon as we put the DVD in, I'm like, oh man, it's the mole music. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I definitely was rolling my eyes a couple times just <laughs> at like the music and I'm just, it's too much. I love the music. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I can see why people like it. No, no. I can see it. I you just giving us a you giving us a James rating or just middle third? It's just it's just middle third. All right, there's no. All right, I can't I can't I just can't do the stack rank within the stack rank anymore. <laughs> it's hard I'm to just, keep in I your just, head what, what shows are in what score. Yeah, I'm it's just impossible. I'm out on I'm out on that. Well, uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, four out of five dentists agree. Uh, the mole, good, good shit, pretty good. Would you recommend all of the seasons of the mole, Rob, as a ro- mole historian? So, uh, if you can a get store, if you will, both Anderson Cooper seasons, hundred percent recommend. The celebrity moles and the final non-celebrity season are definitely not on the same level. But like I and I if like there was another season of the mole coming out and like fucking Stephen Baldwin was in it, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the celebrities? And was this the first celebrity reality show? Like it, what is this I like? Can't imagine. Like I it's can't imagine. definitely not, but how many celebrity reality shows were there before this? It must have been one of the first ones. Like right. it can't have been that many before that. So that's something I can remember. There was Stephen Baldwin was in both celebrity seasons. Why you can't bring back a celebrity? <laughs> Stephen Baldwin was loved. he the mole in the second one? That would have been great right, if he was like the mole in one and not in the other. Uh, this is the only spoiler I'll give with Max here. Stephen Baldwin was never the mole. <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> and he is not good at the mole. <laughs> Should I should I read out the, read the, it out. the, conte- so the celebrity contestants? Wait, got- wait, wait, Max. How many people from this list are you going to know? 
Stephen Baldwin. Okay. Actually, no, two. It's going to be like Monica Lewinsky or something crazy. <laughs> We've got Corbin Burnson, actor from Major League in L.A. Law. We've got Eric Von Detten, actor from The Princess Diaries and Dinotopia. What? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say from, you know, starring in such films as, you know, you've heard is Dinotopia. That's what it says here, man. I've keep, definitely heard the name of that first Keep one. it going. We've got Frederick Vanderwall, uh, Victoria's Secret model. We've got Kathy Griffin, comedian. Oh, there you go. Uh, Kim. Is this, is this where she and Anderson met? Maybe. What? No, Anderson was out. Oh, the celebrity oh, damn. And then we've got uh, Kim Coles, actress li- uh, from Living Single and In Living Color. Michael Boatman, actor. I don't know what that first one is. Arliss. Arliss. With two dollar signs and Spin City. And then Stephen Baldwin, actor, The Usual Suspects and The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that, Michael oh, Boatman from Spin real... City. He was the one that I was like, "Oh, this is some a guy and stuff I've I've seen because I watched sure. seasons of Spin City." I've definitely Spin City, Major League, um, Kathy Griffin, the Flintstones, and <laughs> Viva Rock Vegas. Of course, there, I mean that's not a bad list of celebrities, to be honest. From you know, scared famous, you know, <laughs> that, that ain't bad. <laughs> that's what we're comparing this say. to. So I, I, I was sort of curious, have any of these celebrity reality shows, like when they've done a celebrity season, been better than like the normal, the normal non-celebrity season? I don't think so. Right? Like it Is seems like you hear celebrity like, oh, that's like the off season or like, you know what I mean? It's like, here's the shit well, version of the show. I know one show that started doing celebrity seasons and never went back and did a non-celebrity season and did like eight celebrity seasons. I know which show you're Celebrity talking Apprentice? about. Celebrity Apprentice? It is Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, God, yeah. of course it would be. Uh, I think that the Celebrity Big Brother in the UK is, like, pretty big. Yeah. I don't know if they do huh. regular and Celebrity there still. But uh, I, I think the question of, is this, has a show ever been better with celebrities? What about Dancing with yeah. the Stars? Is there like, a ooh, non-dancing with the Stars? But there was stars? never just, like, Dancing with the normies like <laughs> well i mean Dancing, but that's yeah. the thing is like that show wouldn't work right. unless they were stars yeah I, I guess that's a good point so there, there are shows that have been created with the stars thing in mind i guess you could s- say like is the voice like american idol with more famous judges is <laughs> maybe does that count it should be American, like celebrity American Idol. It's just all famous real ass singers competing. <laughs> It'd be like the <laughs> most intense version. Uh, I just found a whole histogram of all like reality shows and when they launched, and like this is sorted by uh, competing for prizes wow. shows. That's pretty good. Uh, for competing for prizes shows, Mole number three. Number three show. Oh, what are the no, first like two? ever launched. Yeah, what are the, so, what are the Survivor, Survivor, and Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother. Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother. I guess. Was, so this yeah. beat. This was before Amazing Race. Yeah, this yeah. Amazing Race. For Amazing Race. Damn. How long after was Amazing Race? It had to be right uh, after this. There, it was right after. Yeah. It was like six months. Uh, I'll pretty. send this out. This is interesting because I feel like I mean, post on the Facebook. What about ABC's famous "Are You Hot"? The search for America's sexiest people. Oh boy! I saw an episode of that <laughs> and was like, "I don't get this show. This is super boring," and didn't watch it again. 
Oh man, there's some good stuff on here. All oh, right, man, moving on. It sounds like we got some stuff for the backlog. Some, I, <laughs> some sort of uh, Max's internet corner right there. I uh, do want to internet corner that there are a couple of interesting celebrity contestants on Celebrity Mole season two. So not only did Stephen Baldwin come back for another appearance, but Corbin Burnson also made another appearance in that season. Oh, I forgot about and that. And then. Keisha Knight Pullman, Pulliam from the Cosby shows in it. Oh, our, along our celebrity with, big brother. Uh, yeah, celebrity big brother tie-in. And we got Dennis Rodman in the mix. Oh, man. Rodman's in there. I've never seen like a season two get better celebrities in the first season. Yeah. That's... Well, basketball players joining these reality shows. Basketball Crazy. players love going on reality shows. Because they can't act, so they want to be on TV. <laughs> do, you, do you think Meta asked Dennis Rodman for some tips? Oh man, I, yo, how'd you play? Yo, Meta didn't even know what show he was on. <laughs> it's impo- he didn't ask anyone. He thought for tips. he was going on the mole. <laughs> he's like, he's I, like, I'm ready to be the mole. <laughs> Spent too long listening to Rodman. All right, we don't have a challenge update, so I don't know what to do now. We uh, we do got a uh, Bachelor Winter Games update. Oh yeah. Oh God, hit me. That's done. Oh, thank it is, it is done. I saw finale part two. Finale part two, the stupidest. All right, it's a four episode season, guys. What do you, it's what eight hours, you though. That's a lot of TV. Oh, Jesus. Hit me, Rob. I think it might have been more than eight. I think there was a, because there was a reunion on finale <laughs> part two. Oh, a reunion? There's only four episodes in. What do we, what, what do we, wow, what it's, we been, it's been for? two whole weeks since well, I saw yeah. you. So, like, winter break is probably going to be eight hours, too. So, like, yeah, but it's over a longer span of time. It might even be less than eight hours. Yeah, I mean, Right. I, get, I get what you're saying, but they just crammed it into two weeks. Yeah, so you don't need a reunion show. Like I just, I just learned who these people are last week. All right, like, Rob, that's okay. Anyways. Rob, give it to us. All right, I'll, I'll try and not I'll take too much time. Figure skating. Figure skating was the final challenge, and they got Nancy Kerrigan as one of the oh coaches slash judges. <laughs> no Tanya Harding though, just Nancy Kerrigan. Well, not just Nancy. They also had two pairs skaters that I assume are well known, but I didn't know who they were. That'd be amazing if they set up a Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, <laughs> that opposing been, coaches situation. Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> but like they, you know, like the, you know, and like before the commercial breaks, they'll show stuff what's coming up and stuff. Like there was so much of showing the same shots of Nancy Kerrigan over and over again. It was pretty rough. Um, so they're teaching them how to do ice dancing. So they don't have to do any like jumps and stuff. But the guy is supposed to pick up the woman at least once during the routine. So they're like they're doing a, a little bit of stuff. Rob, was it was it your wife who was talking about how much she loves Nancy Kerrigan? Uh, yes, that's true. So was this like a big? Oh, it was like, very exciting. Okay, <laughs> big hullabaloo. Yeah, and so so they do some some practicing and like they're all doing okay, and they go back to the house, and then for some reason one of the five couples just decides to quit. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's like we're out of here. We like, don't want to do the New Zealand. Thing. This is the New Zealand guy who flipped the coin, and he was talking about how, oh man, you know, I went through a really rough thing, and like I got to make sure you're really in it. And she's like, well, I kind of just met you. I'm not sure what I'm feeling yet. And they they quit like in the middle of the night. So the next morning, so you have, hey, you know us, uh, Bibiana? Like, yeah, what? Well, she's gone. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she she passed away. Wait, yeah. so the couple quit together? Yeah, they quit together. So like, they we're, like, to we're going to leave the show. We're going to like go see if this thing is anything. No, I think they broke up and quit the show oh, they broke simultaneously. Up. Well, they, can't, two they, have, they can't. One can't be there without the other. Because they can't do this ice skating. They can't routine. do the oh, couple so Bibiana but they leaves, could. But they could. And leave. the other is like, "Well, I guess I'm off the show now." No, it's, it's kind of. It definitely seemed like a mutual. We are breaking up, and therefore we both need to leave the show. Got situation. It. Okay. 
So they're down to four for the actual. They're different. It's definitely not a serious thing, James. Like no one gives a fuck. I thought they had to be in it for the right reasons, Chris. You yeah. got to be in for the right reasons. They were, so that's why they had to leave because they were. By the, the way, you got to be in for the right reasons is some foreshadowing for the reunion. Oh god. <laughs> so then. There's a lot of a lot of buildup of just like they got to get these fancy costumes and they're like and like it goes on forever, <laughs> but then before they start the actual ice dancing competition, they're like, but first let's sing the Bachelor Winter Games anthem again. Oh, <laughs> and I cannot believe they and they Why make everyone did you not stand. Snap this picture to us. We need. I needed the video of them doing this again. I, I really should have. I dropped the ball on that. But yeah, so they they, they do the whole anthem again, and it, I can't believe it. Then they do the routines and like they're actually all pretty okay. Like none of them do terrible. And like for people that definitely couldn't skate like before this started, like they're doing pretty good. And then they do a definitely big thing where like, you know, Kevin, the Canadian guy, is, you know, clearly the guy who knows a lot about skating and just the best was so like, oh, Ashley's not as good as him. And it's like, oh, he kind of hurt his knee, he might not do well. And like the editing, he doesn't seem like they do that great. Of course, Kevin and Ashley I win the ice skating competition and are your bachelor winner games champions. <laughs> What, what what do you get as being the Bachelor Winter Games champions? Eternal you, love and happiness. You get a, you get married on the spot. You get a golden rose. Okay, and you get the title of Bachelor Winter Games champion. Okay, boom, and that's it. <laughs> there was definitely a little bit of a hullabaloo about this dude injuring himself right before the thing. Like he like stepped on the ice to like do like a practice skate. I I happened to flip on the finale of this uh-huh. when it was on TV. Uh-huh. I should preface I was about this by saying, deep on that. You got caught. but uh, I, I was like, wa- I was watching TV, like, ooh, let me check out the last thirty minutes of this finale and see what it looks like. So this dude hopped on the ice. Looks like he messes up his knee or something. There's a bunch of stuff out about it. Not a factor at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it is a true thing that like if you're used to wearing hockey skates, then you put on figure skates. There's this, what's called a toe pick at the right. at the top of the yes. skate, oh, yeah. and if you're not used to them, they can really mess you up. So mm-hmm. I think he legitimately fell because he hit the toe. The toe That's pick. what it looked like. Yeah. I, I did leave out one thing. So before they do the skating competition, they can go on. They each get to go on a date, and they have fantasy suite cards. Oh yeah. They oh. can choose to go in the fantasy suite. And most of them decide not to because they're not ready yet. They don't want to mess it up. But Ashley, how gross is that I, room by this point? What? How gross is the fantasy suite yet? Well, no, only like, one person. They, they each get their own fantasy suite. Oh, okay. there's separate. But Ashley, suites. I, who was a famous virgin and made a that was apparently a big deal on her seasons of The Bachelor before and stuff. And Emmy talked about that. They go into the fantasy suite. Oh, boom. And then afterwards, they say we're not going to talk about what went on in the fantasy suite. But then later, Ashley, I was like. I'm ready for Fantasy Suite Round 2. <laughs> oh. So, make of that what you will. It's, uh, I was very Max confused with that noise sound. Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if does that mean like Max is into it? Does he approve? Does he disapprove? Like, Who knows what it means? That's how Max claps. So, yeah. <laughs> was there any drama in this after show? or? So, after show. So, they talked to the four couples that skated. So... Kevin and Ashley are still together and apparently he's moved to LA. She's from LA and he really does. He really comes off as way more of a douchey bro in the reunion than he ever did on the show, including he's apparently a big Tom Brady fan. Oh, <laughs> so you wearing a Brady Jersey. He was not wearing a Brady Jersey. The douchey but, bro know, captain. My, my joy at hit the Canadian triumph was, uh, was really going downhill quickly oh, on the uh, reunion. Trump wins again. Um, <laughs> Then they talked to Courtney and uh, 
whatever her name is, <laughs> Lily, who were the Australian-New Zealand couple. And guess what? This people from Australia, New Zealand who just want to find love have also moved to LA and now they live in LA and they're what? not, they're <laughs> definitely not trying to be actors or get into more into the reality TV scene. Not at so all. They're, but they're very, they did some sort of road trip together and took videos of it. So they definitely seem like they're still a couple. Then some sort of social media influencer trip, some sort of social media influencer trip. Very possible. <laughs> wow. I love influencing on social media. <laughs> I love getting paid. Then they talk to Dean and uh, Leslie, and he makes like he's about to propose to her, gets on one knee, opens a little box, and he's like, would you like a key to my apartment? Oh, <laughs> oh they're moving in together. So they are moving in together. Well, I don't, is that moving in or just like allowing her to pop in whenever she I wants? I guess that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think that's moving in together. I think that's a separate oh, thing. Also, they might be breaking up after the reunion. Who knows? <laughs> and uh, then they talk to Stasi and Luke, who are no longer together. And apparently, Luke was in it for the wrong reasons. Uh-oh. Because he just stopped talking to her as soon as the show was done. And he definitely, and there was definitely references to, you can't come on Bachelor Winter Games just to boost your Instagram numbers. Oh. oh, snap. That's what everyone was there for, though. And Luke definitely got booed by the crowd at the reunion. So Sucker. He's been ostracized so from Bachelor Nation. They said Nation. that, and he was actually at the show. He, they, they brought him oh. out, and the, he and Stassi had a talk that was very uh unfriendly and tense and i also learned stasi who was representing team sweden is actually russian <laughs> so that made her like they they huh. made her like skate around with a swedish flag at the end and i'm like oh, that was kind of weird huh <laughs> is she like just of russian descent i think or? she was just on the swedish she was bachelor. on the swedish bachelorette huh. so that that's what She's determines your your bachelor nation the swedish bachelorette not the country that you're from. Right. So it's unclear how what her ties to Sweden were outside of the bachelor that nation. That does feel weird, though. She might live there now. It's possible. Anything's no, she lives possible. in L.A. now. She might be in <laughs> L.A. Now. And then the bachelor winner games contestant from Russia. There was no official contestant from Russia. <laughs> and I then like they're it. like, Chris Hearn's like, now we'll bring out the mystery couple who found love after the winter games. So were they in it for the right reasons? This mystery couple. They found love. Oh. What? What do you? What do you think? <laughs> it's, it's gonna be. It's definitely Yuki. It's gonna be Yuki, who definitely never had a chance. It's not Yuki. Oh. Yuki's at the reunion and got the loudest cheers from the crowd at the okay. reunion. And Yuki sees, seems very happy with life. And Chris Harrison talks Japanese to her, and he definitely was practicing that a whole bunch before the thing. But yeah, so the mystery couple is. So remember Benoit, who yeah. was the first one to quit because he loved Claire, and Claire wasn't sure she loved him, so he just had to quit. They're a couple. He texted her after Bachelor Winter Games, and they just started dating and talking, and he proposes to her at the end of the reunion. Oh, Whoa. God. Is that so they can start the next Bachelor Winter oh. Games with uh, a wedding? Yeah, are Jesus. they really in it for the right reasons, or are they just playing to get their own spinoff show? Jesus Christ. We'll see. Chris Harrison thought it was all love. It's it, impossible to know who's playing it for the right this reasons, is, Rob. This is just like the mall. Oh. We don't know the people's true motivations. <laughs> Except they we, never reveal it. We do know the true motivations. They're there to be on, on TV. TV. They they're, not, the numbers up. they're not there to find love. When are, we gonna, when are we gonna get the reality show about like who's the next top social media influencer oh, reality no. show? <laughs> That's what they all are. No, I know, but like all the challenges are about being a social media influencer specifically. Well, that would be very meta. <laughs> How do we get Noah on that show? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
That would actually be a pretty good reality show, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, they tried to do that it. when we watched that Celebrity like, Apprentice. Like, they here's were tr- how I set up my Instagram shots, my beauty products. <laughs> well, it was like they did that on Celebrity Apprentice, too. It was like, how many people can you bring to this, like, pop-up bakery? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, they talked about Jonas and his uh, all his followers. <laughs> they also did that in Cleveland Hustles. Oh, that's right. Deep, deep cut. Both of those shows... Great shows that we both deeply loved. Right, guys? I think those are top third shows, guys. Right? <laughs> wow! It seems why are you, like a why really are you trying great... to mislead our, our audience, Max? Those are pieces of garbage. Hey, aren't we? I think we were going to discuss some of this in the uh, what is it? The the fiftieth or the anniversary show? I don't know. Oh, James, James, Rob, James, it's uh, don't give out the the secrets. What's coming? Oh, out. I don't know. It's already I mean, been recorded. Who knows? I mean, uh, that's fair. I mean, we we, we, we are we have not announced i said there was going to be a surprise <laughs> episode in the next couple of weeks but surprise you did oh should we uh, edit it out yeah uh, no no <laughs> okay hey guys we're back <laughs> leave it in no uh we're probably we're gonna do our season two finale where we give out awards to uh the season two shows. shows and uh i think it'd be a lot of fun and we'll so we can start afresh and have like a nice list of, you know, our top moments, some sort of Jonas moments, maybe. Gonna, Not that moment specifically. No, nah, I feel like I got to, we got to get that clip in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking a big game, but clips now. Yeah, this yeah, is, we this are. Getting, this is getting a whole intense. new level of production. <laughs> a new level of production for our show. Uh, so the only shout out I want to give is uh, I watched The Punisher, the Marvel Netflix series how's it going it's very different from the other marvel shows it's like very much about violence and about guns in like today's society which is a uh big conversation if you guys haven't noticed so it's it's kind of poignant but i thought it was actually quite good on like why he was violent and why he chooses to do what he does and like just a good conversation piece around it and i thought it was actually it's very different it's more about war it was very good, actually. It was much better than I was expecting because I tend to avoid uh, war movies because they're very American propaganda-esque and they don't really represent, I think, the views that I tend to have. So it was very surprising to me that that was good. So mm. Cool. Uh, anyone else got any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple um, real quick. Uh, I've been watching AP Bio. This new show mm. starring Glenn Howerton, who plays Dennis on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's actually really good. It's like just like a little sitcom. I think it's on NBC. It's about four episodes in. It's got the crazy, like, the be- I've seen the first two episodes or yeah. so. And, like, he just acts so bananas right from the beginning that I'm like, there's no way he's, like, working <laughs> at this school for what he did, like, the first episode. Yeah. I mean, the, the premise is basically that, like, he's this former Harvard uh, philo- uh, yeah, philosophy philosophy, te- philosophy professor. And for some reason, he's taking a year off. He got fired. Like, like, the, like the circumstances are a little bit mysterious. Uh, and he's teaching AP Bio at this high school who's just really happy to have him because they can say that they have like a Harvard professor like teaching at their high school. So they basically, what does it matter? That's so what they I basically, don't like, They basically like accommodate his shenanigans because he's got this prestige. Well, yeah. it seems like it's a smaller town or something, and so like, but it's not like you can just choose the school you go to. It's like you maybe the housing like, prices. Like two schools, so there's like you know you can go to this school or school B, <laughs> and school A's got the Harvard professor, so you know you want to send your kids there. Who knows? It's just, 
Maybe um, it's a private the, school. The but premise it's, it's good. Uh, Patton Oswalt plays the, plays the principal, and he's kind of like a kind of like a pushover guy that you know. Uh, D- Dennis Dennis picks on. I can't not call him Dennis. He's just that's oh, yeah, who he is. Yeah. I mean, it is quite funny. I'm just yeah, the, the was, premise is uh, yeah. not quite what I. <laughs> Yeah, not. it's really it's it's definitely really interesting. I just um, love when he walks in the room every time and just goes, "All right, everybody, start just start shutting up now. Start, just start shutting up. Start shutting up." <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious. And like they're well, all just quiet that, looking at him. He throws that apple like, oh, yeah. every time he comes in too. So the, yeah, he walks in, throws an apple at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Completely misses the trash can. It's great. It's good. Uh so that's really good. Uh, also, new season of Atlanta just started. Uh, first episode was excellent. The first season was amazing. So, uh, is that streaming that anywhere? Um, I know first season's on Hulu. I I mean, FX apps. Oh. I guess if you have a cable off, I'm not sure yeah, where else it is though. Throwing that piece of shit out the window. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched Atlanta season one. It is. It's like a slice of life show, which so I know is not in, your favorite. Go in and expect slice yeah. of life. I think uh, um, I was a big fan of season one. Uh, season two, it's happening. So check it out. See the new Lando Calrissian before yeah. uh, the movie. That's right. That's right. Uh, I also saw Game Night. How was uh, that? Which is the new Jason Bateman movie that came out last weekend? Better actually, or worse than Ozark? <laughs> uh, I mean, they're completely different. <laughs> Uh, it's actually a really good comedy. Like it's a comedy that doesn't get made that much anymore where it's like a tight script. Everything like is tightly like funny. It's not like people on this like generic quest where we have, you know, stand up comedians come up with, you know, random funny lines that, you know, don't really push the plot forward. And just like we, and you know, it's kind of funny, but overall, you know, taken as a whole, it's not quite as funny. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I, Jason Bateman is great in this movie. The female lead is also great in this movie. Uh, is I would highly recommend seeing it. And maybe not in the theater. You don't really need to see it in the theater, but when it comes out, I would re- recommend it. Yeah. Uh, and all right. So you can next week is I guess is we're not going to discuss Stargate Atlantis. Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, what, what season was that? It was just a random Stargate one Atlantis episode one. Max's DVD player. <laughs> Before oh the pod, we were warming that's, up a that's little. That's inside baseball there. And we geez. watched a half hour of Stargate Atlantis. I have no idea which what's was going on. incomprehensible. Yeah, I have no we idea what no was idea was going on. Especially if you've never consumed any previous I've Stargate properties. Star- <laughs> I've seen Stargate, the movie, and a bunch of us you want, and I still had no idea what's going on. It's not a good on. first episode. <laughs> I don't think it's a good show. I don't like that show. Yeah. Why do you have a DVD of it? Uh, it is my old roommate's, and I haven't opened my Xbox 360 disc drive in at least a year and a half. Oh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Ripping on Stargate Atlantis because I don't know what they made. But it, what is that knows. show? Tell All us. Right. Somebody tell us. Who put that on? <laughs> Sorry. Putting everyone on the spot. What is next week's throwback month? Well, I don't know if we've decided yet. We haven't we? decided, but you did announce one last week, so we might have to go with that one. What I, did, I did say Cribs. You did oh, say man. Cribs. Oh. Cribs are Pit My Ride. At some point... Should we get a Twitter poll going? We could do a Crib. We could do an MTV MTV Power Hour. Cribs, Pit My Ride, or Joe <laughs> I feel like we've got to do at least the... two episodes of each of those. At least Cribs, because Cribs is a half hour, right? Yeah, Cribs is pretty short. I don't know if... Uh, they do, Pit My Ride is they also do, a 30-minute show. They do two Cribs per episode, though. Okay. So. Maybe we'll talk about it. 
Okay. So, you know, send us your favorite episode of Cribs and Pimp My Ride. You know, we put those in the queue, maybe. Or also just send us your favorite throwback shows in general. That's true. Uh, And I guess, spoilers, two weeks from now, episode 50. The 5-0. Will be the finale. Season two finale. All right. Uh, you can hit us on Facebook.com slash Who This On. You can find us on Twitter at Who This On. You can email us questions and suggestions at Who This On at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes. We'll see you guys next time. Mole, 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 mole. Peace out.